footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening and welcome to your nightmares. And to another episode of Dark Softly Tales. I'm your storyteller, Mav. And tonight our story is part two of Poison Lip Gloss. If you are a brand new listener, please go back to episode four where we begin our tale. If you are returning, thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the show. You are truly appreciated, and without you, the alchemy of storytelling would not exist. I've often envisioned this story as a play. It's like the Velveteen Rabbit meets the Frog Prince, who meets the Wizard of Oz, except there is romance and dreaminess and old mythology thrown in there. It's innocent, dark, and in a way, it speaks to everybody. I love the idea of breaking a curse right in the beginning of a story so that the climax of the tale is one of truth and courage. You are welcome to hold your breath, but don't worry, I have your hand. Let's do this together, shall we? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark, softly. Mist floated in cloudy swirls and whirls just above the water. And from the murky depths of the swamp, a green troll crawled onto the land. Its eyes were black obsidian. Its nose protruded like a knobby tree branch, and it was much, much taller than the doll. It gripped the bridge's rails with powerful hands, its muscular form kissed by moonlight. Black lips drew back and smiled at the doll. She didn't know why, but her eyes were drawn to the dimple on its chin. The doll felt the edges of her lips drawn to a half moon of a smile. A strange feeling tickled her insides and she clutched her tummy with her free hand. The troll noticed this and its grin deepened. Its voice was bold and charming. Naughty little doll, does the witch have you smashing pumpkins? It took a step toward her and the doll took a step back, clutching the axe. A new word flit to her mind, and she realized that the troll was not an it, but a he. She said, stay back or I'll... You'll what? He cocked his head and grinned, and she found herself looking at the dimple once more. The doll gulped. Should she swing the axe at him like she did the pumpkins? Should she run away? She wasn't sure what the butterflies in her stomach were trying to tell her. 
fear, whispered the witch. I, I fear you, said the doll to the troll. Are you sure that's fear trembling in your veins? He cupped his hand around his ear. I can hear your heartbeat from here. A mischievous twinkle lit his eyes. The doll felt heat in her cheeks. She touched her collarbone, gazing at him with wonder. The troll held out his giant hands, palms up. There's nothing to fear. I just want to talk. Wouldn't you like someone to talk with? The doll tilted her head, considered, and nodded shyly. Then come with me on the bridge and we'll talk. He held out a hand to her. She went to touch it, then drew back, clutching her axe in both hands. He frowned at her, clucking his tongue. Be that way then. Come along. He turned his back to her and walked onto the rotting bridge. She followed him, bringing a hand to her nose. The swamp smelled horrible, and things that looked like faces floated just below the surface of the murky water. He said, What do you plan on doing with that axe, other than murdering innocent pumpkins? The doll glanced at her new toy, then back at him. I must take a life. She brought the axe to her shoulder and took a step toward him. The troll threw up his hands and edged back. Don't even think about it. I don't count. Does this look like a life to you? He spread his arms, showcasing the swamp. I'm cursed, you know. The doll watched him carefully. He's lying, whispered the witch. The doll wasn't so sure. They stood side by side on the bridge, and the troll pointed at the moon. I have heard dolls like that kind of thing. What kind of thing? she asked. The troll shrugged. Moonlight. It's rumored that it's the only thing that can make a doll real. Actually, there's two things. That isn't what the witch said. Oh, and you believed her? She's jealous of you, you know. The troll smiled at her and lifted a finger to the lead heart on the doll's porcelain face. She dodged his hand. He said, Beauty such as yours, she could never have created. That was the work of the moon goddess. Bless her. He nodded back up to the moonlight. The doll gazed up at it too, feeling the waves of gold caress her glass skin. She didn't know for sure, but it indeed felt like magic. But why would the witch lie to her? Haven't seen one as pretty as you for years, Dolly. You know, I'm not really an ugly old troll. He inched near her until their shoulders touched. I'm a prince and she felt the butterflies in her stomach again. Now fully in the moonlight, the doll observed the troll from the corner of her cat's eye. His shirt was ripped and torn over wide shoulders and muscled arms. His pants split up his calves. She thought of her black and pink tights all torn and dirty, and she'd only been here for a few hours. 
The doll could see how turning into a troll would take a toll on a person's appearance. The doll decided he wasn't quite as dark and looming as she first thought, but he looked far from a prince. She glanced away before he caught her looking, but somehow he already knew she'd been checking him out. I can see you don't believe me. Fair enough. This time, when he lifted a finger to the lead heart on her cheek, she let him stroke her skin. And when his fingers slipped over her poisoned glass lips, her insides quivered. His skin was warm, and he didn't smell like a swamp, but of pumpkin pie and old spice. You didn't let me tell you what else you need to become real, other than the goddess moon, of course. The doll looked up to the troll, his rich, dark eyes drawing in her one blue eye and one green eye. What else? He reached for the axe. No! screamed the witch. It's a trick! Kill him! The doll clung to the axe, hesitating, but the kindness in the troll's eyes was more overwhelming than the witch's voice. His eyes told her to let go of the axe, and so she did. He took the axe in his hands and raised it up, smiling at her. She threw her hands over her head, and for a moment she thought the witch was right, that he was going to slice and dice her like she had done to the pumpkins. But instead, he threw it into the swamp. It made a splash, the axe head sparkling in the moonlight before sinking into the murky waters. The troll turned back to her and took her hands. Now that is over, I'll give you what you need to be real, and I'll take what will break my curse. He drew close to her, closer, his face a breath away, and then his lips touched hers as she tasted a lifetime of his. The castle with all its winding halls and candlestick lanterns, the feel of his mother's hand touching his cheek, then tucking him into bed. The first kiss with a young maiden, hair the color of sunshine, the king patting him on the shoulder, offering him his first sword. Black clouds as he mourned the death of his mother, balls and dances as all the beautiful virgins of faraway countries competed for his attention, and then dragons the color of fire and sea filling the skies, breathing their fire burning villages. The prince is on a white steed with a bow and fiery arrows shooting at the dragons, but one, turquoise, with a familiar beauty mark just above its mouth, swoops out of the sky and snatches him from his steed. It flies over mountains and valleys and seas until finally dropping him in a murky swamp. No longer a man, nor a prince, but a troll. Its duty was to guard the swamp, protecting the witch from outsiders. The doll was an outsider. The doll gasped and drew back. The troll was no longer a troll, but the handsome man she saw on the white steed. He smiled at her with a lopsided grin. The curse is broken. I couldn't hurt you even if she enchanted me. I couldn't even hurt that little girl, the girl that left you by the witch's hut. 
He touched her again, gripping her shoulders and running his thumb down the curve of her throat. The butterflies inside fluttered once more, and the doll felt the beat inside her chest thump harder and harder. And was that blood? Yes, it was. Warm, delicious blood throbbed through her veins. Am I real? She asked, wrapping her porcelain arms about his neck, tingling as her body touched his. Let me check, he murmured against her lips, then stopped and clutched at his heart. He choked, gasping for air. What's wrong, troll? He broke away from her, struggling for breath. He looked at her incredulously, hurt in his eyes. Poison. You've poisoned me. Oh, no, no, I haven't. He fell to the bridge, and she touched his chest. What's wrong? What's happening? He coughed and choked, touched her lips. Your lips are poison. My... She touched her mouth as well, realization sinking in. And then he grew still, inanimate as a doll, his face paler than her porcelain. The doll closed his eyes. As she did, she felt tears, real tears, drip down her cheeks. In the night, she heard the witch cackle. Life for a life. Bring me his heart and I shall make you real. The doll held onto the prince's cold, dead hands and begged the moon to bring him back to life. The moonlight no longer felt warm or magical, but cold and harsh. Far off in the distance, a cat cried. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you've enjoyed today's story and want to know more, check out Mavs's website at darksoftlytales.com and click on the podcast tab. Like Mav on Twitter at darksoftlytales or join her Facebook page at Mavsky. Please remember to follow and leave a review on iTunes to keep the podcast going and growing. <laughs>